Hey, everybody, you're listening to Crystal here with the Plant Pusher podcast. And what's really, really exciting is that we're here with you to always talk about all things plants, colors, textures, shapes, their impacts on your life. I love working with plants. I love introducing you to new plants. And here at Plant Pusher, that's what I do. I push you straight to the plants. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Plant Pusher. I'm Crystal. I'm your favorite plant pusher. I'm really excited because today we're going to discuss um, your how and why to start a garden. And what's so exciting about that is I love gardening personally. It's like my little um, elderly habit of life. And when I first began a garden, to be truthful with you, I just was playing around. I wasn't quite sure what I was doing, but I felt like I read enough and I bought enough books and they gave me some ideas. And I kind of just went at it and had a lot of fun and learned along the way. And so, you know, it's important to remember why you're starting your garden, because if you're doing it because it's trendy, are you going to keep up with it? Because I wouldn't, right? So it's got to be something you're passionate about. So when you start your garden, there are going to be some amazing benefits to you as a person. But to be truthful, they're going to be simple things. It allows you to connect with nature. And listen, that's one of the things I love doing the most. So whether you're gardening with no shoes on or with shoes on, letting your feet touch the grass, putting your hands in the soil and connecting with that rich, nutrient-dense matter is everything. It calms you. It slows you down. It allows you to take a deep breath. It allows you to connect with nature and living plants. I mean, it's just, y'all, it's a stress reliever, okay? And I love that about gardening. But another benefit is that you get to grow your own food. I mean, it's all for the belly. Let's do it, you know? So I love the edible part of it, quite frankly. And not only does it save you money, but then it provides you with fresh produce right there uh, in your backyard or in your front yard or in a, a local area. So I say know your why, okay? It's important because that's really what's going to keep you going. Because if you're not passionate, when it gets really hot outside, you might not be as interested in growing food anymore because it wasn't, you know, you didn't grow things you're passionate about. You didn't connect your why to, to your garden and what it meant to you or why you were planting those crops or the things you enjoy eating. You know, and I encourage you to plant things you love to eat. Let's just be truthful. Okay. If you don't like to eat, you know, I don't know, onions, then planting them might not be your jam, right? Or maybe you plant them in a very, very small pot because you don't want to million them because it's not your favorite, right? So it's pretty cool. So I say that because I had to really figure that out. So I only planted things that I love to eat for like 90% of the time, which is a lot of things. I love a lot of really great food. So when you're planting your garden out, you know, you got to determine what type of garden you want. Do you want to grow flowers? You want to grow vegetables or herbs? Is there a combination? Because there are flowers you can connect with herbs that are beneficial for growing companions. You want to make sure you got the right space, the right sunlight. Um, you want to plant in an area that's accessible for you for the things you need. And you want your plants to thrive. So these things are all really important. And they kind of go back to your why to me. So when I first started my garden, I'll be honest. I planted in the middle of my yard. It had optimum sunshine. I did, what, uh, three raised bed sets, and I divided up into like four feet up, maybe five feet a piece. So it might have been a eh, six to eight foot or six to ten foot area per set of raised beds. And they were pretty tall. Um, my beds now are much lower than those. But I'll say that it it made growing not only beautiful and accessible, but I just loved it. Like I could literally walk up my backyard and go harvest potatoes or corn, or strawberries, or sweet potatoes, or whatever I love. So it's important that you think about how you want to access your garden and what you want to grow. 
But one of the things I low level, like really, really love on the elderly side is prepping my soil. You could have never paid me to believe that prepping my soil would have been a joy. But what's fun about it is you can take all the stuff that you pretty much don't like or care about, the scraps. For example, if you eat melon, melon rinds, orange peels, um, eggshells, banana peels. Um, and then you can also take like, you can buy bone meal if you want. You can buy um, fish meal. All those things put not only protein, but they put other nutrients back in the soil. There's blood meal. There's so many things. You can put animal manure, whether it's llama, whether it's cow, whether it's whatever you choose, because the actual dung from the animal is also packed with nutrients that you need to nurture your plants. So in those off seasons where the weather gets a little cooler and things change, or even during the winter, what I have done for many years is I will nourish my soil. I will soak it down. I will add shredded paper, coffee grinds, banana peels, watermelon rinds, old frozen scraps I have of produce, the tops or bottoms of onions, you name it. And then I put it in my garden beds and I cover it with soil. I cover it with paper. I cover it with another layer of soil and I soak it. And then I do like my different meals on top of that and soak those in as well. And then I let them sit. I let them mature because I feel that it really needs time to break down. And so when the rains come, when the ice or snow comes or whatever climate you may may live in, I found that I underneath all of that, when I start coming back to till the soil, I have the darkest, richest, earthier soil because of it. Just rich and aromatic. And then my crops, when I'm growing things, they shoot up like amazingness. I mean, they just rise really quickly. They grow abundantly. They're happier. So allow the earth to give back to the earth by using natural things like that. That's nature's natural fertilizer. You know what I'm saying? So don't don't be afraid to like kind of lean on things like that in your soil as well. And if you need to dice it up really fine or slice it up a little smaller to create your own compost style design in your garden, then do it because it's really, really great. And you're going to really love the results um, for your soil. And so think about what you want to plant. Lay out a map. Um, organize your garden into sections and, and write down what you want to grow in each section because it's going to be really, really amazing. And what you're going to find is that you, you want to make sure that you put certain nutrients in the soil to nurture certain types of food you'll be growing or flowers you'll be growing or herbs. So everything needs something a little different sometimes. So make sure you do a little bit of research because that's the fun part. You know what I'm saying? But you want to make sure that you aerate that soil, put holes in it, loosen it up, turn it a couple of times. Whether you use a shovel, whether you use an aerator or a tiller, it's completely up to you. But you want to make sure that you have quality soil and you want to make sure you use, use, you know, great organic matter in it. And you need those nutrients because that's what your food is going to be feeding off of. And when your soil is all ready, you're going to decide what you want to plant. Grab great heirloom seeds. Do your best to always choose heirloom seeds. And what that means is that the seeds that actually come from the plant itself can be replanted. That's why you see certain packaging on seeds that says non-GMO, which is genetically modified, right? And then they'll say heirloom. Heirloom means it came. So for example, let's say that your cousin Martha was growing cantaloupe one year and she doesn't use any, um, 
you know, any pesticides. She grows them natural. She uses organic soil. They come just straight from her garden. She's not certified organic, but she grew them herself. So because of that, if she used heirloom seeds, which means that she planted it, it grew a harvest for her. When you cut that cantaloupe open, you scoop those seeds out and rinse them out, rinse them off. And guess what you can do next? Put them back in the ground and plant more. It's awesome. So it's important that you have heirloom seeds because seeds have before we became more involved in them, naturally did this process. Over time, humans have designed seeds where they don't produce. And that is why it's important that you choose heirloom seeds so that you can grow heirloom foods that you desire to grow and then you can turn around and harvest the seeds directly from that food source and freeze them and then replant them when you're ready. So I want you to have an excellent garden season. I want you to have fun and I want you to know to take your time. So, you know, step one, pick an area that's going to be great for growing. Step two, think about your why. Step three, plant things you're passionate about. Step four, Make sure that you nurture that soil and then remember along the way to ground yourself and enjoy the experience every single day because that's what makes it beautiful. So this is Crystal. I'm here at The Plant Pusher. I am excited to bring more to you and I love being being your plant pusher. I can't wait to talk to you again because the plants do the hard work. Stay tuned. This show, Plant Pusher Podcast, is brought to you by Possibilities Podcast Platform. We appreciate you listening. Stay tuned. Your favorite episode is up next.